Today's going to be a fun show, you all. Uh, as you know, if you're a loyal Daily Dose listener, you know this. If you're new uh, to the show, welcome, by the way. Um, we absolutely love new Daily Dose for stopping in. Um, welcome to the show. This is a daily show, uh, Monday to Friday, uh, 10.30 a.m. Eastern uh, to 11.30 a.m. Eastern. And our goal is to educate, inspire you, connect you. Uh, anyone who's interested in Web3, you are welcome here. Whether you uh, own a punk or own a nothing NFT, um, you're welcome here. Uh, we love that you're here. So let's get started with the question of the day. Uh, please smash that purple comment button in the bottom right. Uh, and we would love to hear from everybody in the room. The question today is, what was your favorite movie growing up? So one more time, what was your favorite movie growing up? Uh, throw that in the comments and, uh, and we'll start reading out some of those fun um, answers. And if you see some answers you like, uh, why don't you follow uh, your fellow Daily Dosers, say hello, reply to them, um, like their, their tweets, just all the, all the loving we can give to each other. Uh, that would be wonderful. Um, don't forget as well, the show is on Spotify and Apple Tunes. Apple Tunes. <laughs> I can never say that right. Apple Music. It always changes. Apple Podcasts. You know, whatever the Apple thing is, we're there. Um, if you want to listen to the show uh, uh, on 1.5 um, speed, which is what I do. <laughs> so I don't know. Right, who, who here is like a, a one, one X speed? Uh, let's, if you listen to your podcast on one X speed, give me a thumbs up. Clemente is a thumbs down. Restivo's thumbs up. Matt is thumbs up. Let's see. Are you a one X podcast listener? Barbie is, uh, who else is it? Yep. I'm seeing some of Stella's is, a Alan is a no. Uh, I'm scrolling down. Right, give me a thumbs, uh, thumbs down. Gladius is not a one X podcast listener. All right. How about if you're a 1.5 X, like these are the people that want to absorb information as fast as humanly possible. If you're a, if you're a podcast, 1.5 X listener, Don father is, uh, uh, who else? Manta cop is, uh, who else is, let's see. Block is not. All right. We got some various, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. Mike elf is not a 1.5 X listener. Um, so, uh, it's, it's y'all are over the map. <laughs> Can we give a quick? Can we give a quick check on the two X? Oh my God! I know there's two X. Is, is there? Out okay, if you're a two X podcast listener, throw up a hundred or any sort of happy emoji. Oh my God, y'all, y'all are, are are impressive. Friendly is a two X. Art Jedi is just laughing. Uh, who else? A hundred. We got Mansua Suta, who's a two X listener. Habibi, I don't think you all actually can understand the content of two X. I'm just gonna. I'm just going to call you out. I'm pretty sure you don't know what anybody's saying at 2X. <laughs> no, it, it, and, and I have to say, Matt, welcome in. This is not what we do usually. We don't. <laughs> this is not the entire uh, show. So it could be. I mean, we could just talk about how fast everybody listens to podcasts all for an hour. but <laughs> And just do like polls on, hey, what do you think of this? What do you th Does pineapple belong on pizza? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Do you, do you like sunshine or snow? I mean, we, this could be fun all day, y'all. Um, okay, but we won't do that to you. Uh, Matt, good to have you here. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Ryan. Are we, How about I'm doing good. Um, I always get like amped up and excited when Daily Dose happens, so I'm probably a little more excited than, than normal, um, but I'm glad you're here. I had a little bit of extra caffeine today, well, so I'm a little bit more amped good. than normal, All right. too. All right. so. I'm excited to see the energy. Um, we're going to get into the show um, get kind of cranking. Uh, appreciate everybody being here um, and hanging out with us today. 
we always want to educate you and keep you up to date, right? So we have two amazing sponsors that help us do that, Mintify and Lucky Trader. Uh, I've been a big, uh, big fan of both of these services for a long time. Mintify is just a powerful tool for pro traders, has world-class analytics. Uh, they're also uh, shipping a new uh, user experience for trading that I'm excited about. They've got a lifetime NFT pass too. So make sure to check them out at Mintify.xyz. And uh, they're going to bring the market report for us today. So let's welcome them to the show. Is the market up? Is the market down? Let's find out as we look at the market daily report brought to you by Mintify, the NFT terminal for low traders. Mintify. Thanks, The Voice. Appreciate it. Over to y'all at Mintify. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let me just say, Clemente, I absolutely love the chili peppers. Um, all right, let's get into this market report. The total 24-hour volume, $34.94 million. Highest sale, Autoglyph, 104.6, uh, 4104.69 ETH. That was Autoglyph number 352. I believe that was uh, from Kevin Rose's drain, unfortunately. It looked like it might have been somebody trying to recover it, though. So that, that would be a nice uh, turn of events. The top three collections for volume. Porsche taking the lead today. Nice, really nice rebound after uh, they closed that mint off. 1.43K ETH traded. 2.59 ETH floor price. Just about 90% up. Number two, Mutant Apes. 858 ETH traded. 15.689 ETH floor price. Up 6%. And Sewer Pass in number three. 726 ETH traded. 2.74 ETH floor price, down about just 1%. Some noteworthy market updates. Bitcoin hash rate has hit a milestone of 300 ETH per second. Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers introduces a bill to make Bitcoin legal tender. And the Irish Central Bank chief calls for a ban on crypto advertising. Market stats, global crypto market cap, 1,050 billion. Bitcoin dominance, 42.39%. BTC open interest, 6.73 billion and fear and greed at 52. With Bitcoin, well, both Bitcoin and Ethereum chopping around this morning, Bitcoin at 23,120, up about 2.5%, and Ethereum at 16.13, up just under 5%, with the S&P at 40.40, up a little 0.2% on the day. Thank you very much. I'll take a 0.2% increase in your day. <laughs> so thanks, Mintify. Appreciate it. Um, Y'all are, are already uh, commenting some of your amazing favorite movies from uh, your childhood, your past. Uh, first of all, uh, we're hearing from... Uh, 2% Nikki, they said, I was obsessed with Mean Girls. Watched it for the first time when I was 10, learned some pretty bad words, and my mom didn't appreciate it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I, I have a bad word story. So uh, as as you all know, uh, my favorite movie uh, is Back to the Future. So we went and saw it in the theaters. We came home, and I have three sisters. And uh, I quickly proceeded to call my sister... Um, the B word, uh, which I learned from Biff on the show. And I got, I think I got slapped by my mom. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was, that, that was fun. Um, so, uh, 
that's my answer for the day. The Sandlot, MD says, The Sandlot, I've watched this movie more than 50 times in my life. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. The Sandlot is pretty great. Uh, Tofo Study says Shrek. But the Polish dubbing, though, so probably a totally different experience than having Eddie Murphy as the donkey. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. Uh, Shoplifter says, uh, has to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Literally would rewind the VHS tape and start it over. <laughs> Donatello is my favorite. He totally would have been into NFTs. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. Well, and now um, Chimpers is doing a, a collab with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? So you may be getting your wish come true. Uh, Odeka says, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Such a great movie. And the memory of watching with my dad made it even better. I love that. All right. Keep those comments coming in. We love uh, hearing what your favorite movie was growing up. Um, and we're just going to kind of keep cranking through the show. I would absolutely encourage you to get to know your fellow, fellow daily dosers, look around in the crowd, uh, you know, and, and follow a couple of those folks and say, hi, reply to them. Um, it's a great way to, to get to know each other and start building out that network. Um, so uh, let's get to know each other. Um, let's head to the next section of the, of the show. Um, again, we want you to be equipped with uh, what's happening in the industry every day. Uh, and uh, we partner with Lucky Trader on that. I've been a massive fan of them uh, for a long time. Uh, I'm always going to luckytrader.com, seeing the latest and greatest and reading up. Uh, and as you know, they have a great pre-show called The Lucky Lead-In. It's only 26 minutes. It's all about what's happening in NFTs and the digital collectible market. So uh, make sure to check that out. Uh, let's welcome them to the show. What stories are moving the market? The Lucky Trader app brings you trusted NFT news anywhere you go. It's the Daily Dose News. Here's Lucky Trader. Lucky Trader. Appreciate the voice. Welcome, Lucky Trader. Ryan, thank you, and good morning, everyone. <clears throat> and welcome to Lucky Trader's top news stories for today. <laughs> Doodles has made the blockbuster announcement that their Heights Doodles 2 collection will be released on Flow. Founder Poopy shared some rationale behind the decision, which seems to center around one, ease of onboarding, two, on-chain scalability, and three, gasless transactions enabling endless customization. The community had fairly mixed reactions, split bullish and bearish, and then breaking news somewhat this morning, it seems that the Gaia marketplace will be uh, the marketplace where Doodles 2 will be sold, the wearables. So that is just uh, breaking right now. Little Pudgies are going cross-chain with owners able to travel to Arbitron, Polygon, and the BNB chain currently. The product is the product of a partnership between Pudgy Penguins and Layer Zero Labs, and their new sole transport technology will reward holders who bridge their Little Pudgy to another chain with a soul-bound token. In security news, Proof founder and notable collector Kevin Rose fell for a phishing scam yesterday, losing dozens of high-value NFTs. It appears the incident was related to some seaport approvals that Kevin signed while interacting with a fake 6529 meme site. The hack once again resurfaces important conversations about the storage and transaction of, dig- of valuable digital assets, particularly if someone of Rose's acumen and experiences is vulnerable to an attack. In other news, Marshawn Lynch filed trademarks for beast mode entities and digital collectibles. The ex-NFL football player, famous for Skittles consumption and thunderous touchdown runs, now joins other high-profile athletes like Steph Curry, who have filed trademarks for the Curryverse. And last, newly formed Three Stripes Studio will manage Adidas's Web3 presence. 
According to the team, Three Stripes will take responsibility for the development and delivery of all Adidas Global Web 3.0 activities, working to define the brand strategy, partnerships, community and activations, and product for the road ahead. Another major community initiative for a major brand in NFTs. Clearly, it's becoming a trend. That's it for today, Ryan. Back to you. Thanks, Lucky Trade. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's always good to be up to date on the latest and greatest. It's fun to hear some of the news as it breaks as well. Um, seeing some more fun comments from everybody on their favorite movies. Uh, here we go. We've got uh, Lav who said, uh, one year at summer camp when I was younger, I got poison ivy on every inch of my body and was in the infirmary for a month straight. And I watched the Sandlot every single day that summer. <laughs> Nostalgic vibes. So I think uh, uh, Lav should uh, meet MD. Y'all should hang out. It seems like you have a, a favorite movie in common. Uh, Sam says, uh, the Pink Panther was probably one of my fave movies growing up. It was one of the few DVDs my grandma had at her house. So she, uh, so when she would babysit me every day, ha ha, this movie in Shrek 2. Love it. And Silent Mode says, let's see whether you will be able to guess my favorite movie with a picture of him uh, choking out Darth Vader. <laughs> so, so I didn't know that about you, Silent Mode. It's a little aggressive. Uh, maybe we should talk. Um, let's uh, let's keep going on the show. Uh, we've got a special guest today, Matt Galligan. Uh, I've known Matt for ages, uh, and um, I've been watching him and the team build uh, something that I think is really exciting called XMTP. Uh, I don't have a horse in the race here. You know, I haven't invested in the company, so just want to be clear and transparent. Just uh, wanted to discuss um, what is going on with this technology, what is it, and how it works. Um, so Matt, welcome to the show. Why don't you, How are you uh, doing? yeah, I'm doing great. Why don't you tell everybody what is XMTP? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, thanks for having me. Uh, crazy to go all the way back to, I was thinking about the 2008 conference that you ran. Heck yeah. uh, <laughs> we were so uh, young then. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, future of web apps, I think is what it was. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of wild. That's where we met. Um, anyways. Yeah. So, uh, a little bit about XMTP and what we're doing, we're building the Web3 communication protocol and network. Uh, so what does that mean? Well, uh, if you looked out over the uh, Web3 landscape over the last few years, uh, we've seen a lot of awesome trends, uh, NFTs, and DeFi, and just even before that, just being able to permissionlessly you know, transfer assets back and forth and trade and all these things. All this amazing stuff that wallets can do. Uh, but the one thing that uh, that really feels like could be the next big unlock or or help the space along is communication. Uh, you know, so I can, Ryan, I can transact with you all I want, but to use uh, you that can't same, talk to me. <laughs> I know a same on chain identity like we can't use to talk uh, securely. We can connect through other apps and other means and stuff like that, but it doesn't actually use that uh, that account. It just kind of associates the, uh, the the names and stuff like that. And so what we're right. trying so to why, do... Why, why don't you give people like literally a practical example because they'll quickly wrap their head around like, you know, how would you actually message with with uh, XMTP? Is it on Etherscan, et cetera? Yeah, totally. It's, it's kind of... The best way to look at it right now is through the Lens Protocol. They have it deployed through the entire uh, ecosystem. So you have uh, Lens... Uh, DMs uh, that are end-to-end -end encrypted direct messages, but it uses XMTP as the protocol. So uh, if you log into, say, Lenster uh, or Orb, 
uh, or any of these uh, these other lens apps, and you go to the DM tab, that's using XMTP. So you're in these Web3 social networks. You want to message somebody else. Uh, that is how it's that is how it works. Got it. Uh, so it's so it is it's decentralized DMing basically. Permissionless. Uh, everything any developer can come along and build a new inbox. Uh, but the best part is, is that just the same way that your transactions follow you around uh, to all of these different apps and things like that that you log into, because they're all just sitting out there on the blockchain. In this case, your inbox follows you around. So no matter what site you're opening up, no matter what app you're opening up, those same messages are going to appear. Uh, in this case, it's off chain, but that's a detail. But it means that you can continue commu- communications no matter where you go in because it's a, because it's attached to your to your uh, ethereum address correct that's right that's right Love yep it. uh or so, lens profile or whatnot right so y'all listening the, the the reason why i thought it was important to invite matt um is because i wanted everyone to get educated around uh, the fact that there's tooling being built that's web3 native for messaging um, and, and what's interesting is you know we've got a lot of project founders in the audience we've got a lot of people who um, collect projects in the audience and what's fascinating is that tools like XMTP and you know we're not shilling specifically their protocol but I think they're doing a good job of leading the way here is that you can actually introduce messaging uh, you know to, to to project holders you could actually have uh, this uh, web3 DM inbox that kind of follows you around uh, no matter which project you're you're logged into I think it just finally, unlocks this idea of, of a, a decentralized permissionless messaging proto- protocol that isn't a Twitter, right? Isn't a telegram uh, that's totally. kind of h- held centrally. So I'm totally. excited about it. Yeah. And even things, especially for this particular community, you think swapping an NFT, like how much coordination has to go on if you want to propose, you know, Hey, I have this one, you have that one, let's make a trade on this. You know, you've got to do all this crazy stuff through OpenSea, all that. Uh, but even there's an example of one developer who went and built Seaport directly into uh, into a chat over XMTP. So you could negotiate uh, and then be able to complete the trade. So there's just That's so awesome. much that could be unlocked and enabled through this kind of thing. Right. Because it and this is why I think all of us are so excited about Web3. It, it really is Web3. This idea that there's a whole new decentralized permissionless uh, infrastructure that can be built and then built on top of. Um, so. Matt, I have a bunch of questions for you and, and totally. already, already seeing some interesting comments from the crowd. Uh, Gilbert, uh, Gil, uh, Gilberto said, uh, got my XMTP set up. Let's go message me at my ENS. Still learning all the ins and outs. Uh, excited to learn more about it. And uh, uh, maybe um, Clemente, you can pin that tweet because it's kind of a, a, a cool example. And also there's another uh, video up there. If you want to understand like what, what are we actually talking about um, if you're listening just uh, check out that tweet. So Matt, do you think uh, all NFT projects, you know, are, are going to adopt something like this so they can communicate with their holders? Like tell us where you, how you think people will be using uh, protocols like XMTP in the future. Yeah, there's a, there's a ton of use cases, but that one in particular is a good one. It was something that actually inspired the, uh, the whole building of this thing. The idea that you have an NFT project your creator and you know who all of your holders are at any given time like imagine that you're a band you know i had a garage band like <laughs> 20 years ago something I like bet that you were like rad we, we, hey bet. we we did our best like we were okay <laughs> uh but i i would have loved even in those moments like honest to god we were we were sending out music over napster 
Like I still know oh some God, people today awesome. that downloaded our music over Napster, but I would have loved to know exactly who it was that was listening to our stuff. We can do that today with NFTs. The piece that's missing is that we need to be able to send that message too. And yes. <laughs> right now we have to go through all of this pain to try to find them on Twitter and find them in all these other places or gather them up on our discord. But even that can be insecure. Mm. It's like, being able to send a message directly to the people that own or have owned uh, an NFT and know that it's end-to-end encrypted, secure, uh, that particular communication can't be spoofed. It, there's just so many things that come out of it uh, that would be very powerful so for NFT creators. So you've got the NFT use case. Um, how? What, what other additional use cases? Is, is this like, hey, we're going to, if, if, if truly decentralized Web3 social ends up working like a lens that yeah. You know, but but beyond that, but give us um, some like creative ideas for for how this might be used. Yeah, we'll we'll get through a couple. So one is uh, like support. It doesn't sound all that creative, but the reality is is that like you go to a Discord of a project right now, and the first thing they do is they tell you, "We will never DM you," because it's insecure. You can get fished very easily, and so the idea that you could set up a you know uh, chat dot daily dose dot eth address and know that anybody that you're connecting to can verify that know that they're talking to exactly who it is that uh, they claim to be that's pretty useful that's exciting uh, yeah, very, you know, and very. so being able to kind of secure some of the space a little bit better uh, there are some crazy ones where we've seen uh, say games being played over it where essentially oh, wow. each chat is a game move and the front end is just like interpreting the code in these chats to kind of move the pieces along the board. And oh, so it's just using the chat as just transport. But what's and so that awesome would be like a that would be like a turn based game, not you know totally a, a right, real time right, right. game. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Real time would be a little bit tough, but turn based. <laughs> uh, so that kind of stuff is a little bit wild. We've seen sort of like Airbnb like. Uh, experiences where you could list something and then, uh, you know, say, I want to go stay on somebody's couch, then they can accept or reject all through this this chat interface. Uh, There's kind of really interesting cases that have been through that. So the tough, the tough question is, and I'm sure you get this all the time is in order for, you know, protocols like XMTP to be useful, there has to be enough people on them. Oh, totally. You know? And so how are you going to tackle the adoption problem? Because honestly, I would love to use a tool like this. I would love every project that I own to message me securely. And I would love to verify that it's them. Uh, I would love to be able to message all of daily dosers securely. Um, uh, you know, we don't have a token, but uh, you know, yeah. maybe we could do if uh, we could use POAPs. Like, so how do you get over the adoption curve problem? Totally. Well, so on one hand, we've already done uh, a lot in just the lens ecosystem alone, because just getting it out there into, into Lenster uh, all of a sudden now a lot of the rest of the lens ecosystem is kind of piling in. And so here, so pause real quick, tell everybody what yeah. lens it is. Cause people might not. Sure. Know. Totally. So lens is a decentralized web three social protocol. So you can think of it as the sort of like base layer of what would go and build a Twitter. So I can go get a profile and I can use any app that uses this protocol to start posting things kind of like Twitter But you can also take those same exact tools and build an Instagram or build a YouTube. But that social layer is all, you know, uh, through your profile, uh, through your wallet, uh, and portable among all those. It's it's really cool. I recommend, you know, checking out what it's all about. Uh, But we 
you know, we see the work that we're doing here, not just from a technology standpoint, but in a, we have to unlock these networks. And yeah, you're not going to get out there and immediately get the entire space overnight. But what we can do is work in communities, uh, in these networks, in these, these protocols and apps, where we can unlock certain portions of them. And then over time, uh, the sort of total reachable area uh, starts to increase. I kind of think of it as this, like this is all about a positive sum game. If you think about when you go to send a message on on WhatsApp, um, that is zero sum because that's taking that message away from say a Telegram or a Twitter. Your choice to use any one of those messaging apps is going to take that opportunity away from the network and the, the conversation liquidity uh, in the space in general. What XMTP is able to do because this inbox can kind of travel with you if you fire up uh, an inbox in say Lenster and I'm using like Converse which is this iMessage like app that uses XMTP mm. that's positive sum because both of us are able to grow the network one new app pops up and that integrates XMTP that's positive sum so even though you and your user base and everything is kind of over there on Lens you're still able to interact with all these people in any other part of Web3 that happens to integrate with this. So it's really right. about spreading that you know, understanding and being able to make sure that uh, we're unlocking specific communities so that network grows uh, kind of with that. logically. Yeah. Right. So, so you, you really need to get all the devs on board who are you know, behind the projects to say, hey, we're going to roll this out to all of our holders, for instance. Totally. I mean, the devs are definitely a big part of it. It could be wallets, it could be dApps, it could be communities. It's a lot of different ways to kind of tackle this specific problem. But I will say it's like, that's something that I'm particularly concerned with. And so, you know, I'll definitely be out there uh, with that, that drumbeat. Uh, yep. But it's, it's, it's a good part of our job. Preaching the word, people to activate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's part of the reason I wanted to have you in the show is just to, to help people understand there are these decentralized, permissionless protocols that are being built that are good for the space. You know, and again, you know, I'm not shilling XMTP and XMTP in particular, but I think it's a good example of of uh, us being aware that these things are happening, so we can start to discuss. You know, uh, tying them into what we're building. Um, so. Oh, yeah, I really appreciate you stopping by and and digging into that. Um, if uh, I, I guess what I'd like to hear is, uh, say, two years out, mm. um, do you know? Do you think like do you think we're going to be able to get people just to start moving away from centralized social and messaging, um, or do you think it's going to be there's just this hardcore you know, web three world where people are using those tools and it'd be tough to get mass adoption. Like how do you see this playing out over the next two to three years? Over the next couple of years, at least within the web three space, I do see that it would be possible to start migrating to some of these other places. Uh, just because if you can, if you can start to unlock parts of these communities, if you can see these experiences uh, be composable, be accessible kind of no matter where you go, then it's just part of this substrate. Like you think about email, right? And mm -hmm. every time you sign up for a new service, that service can reach you back at some sort of inbox. And it doesn't matter what app you're using to, to get at that inbox. There's sort of this 
this reachability that just exists by default because you gave somebody your email address. The same kind of thing is going to be able to happen mm. uh, in this space where we can just all benefit uh, and that effect compounds uh, of being able to re-engage with all these apps, right. uh, come back into them. I mean, it's, it's imagine looking at mobile back at the very beginning when there was no push notifications and like the email function barely worked. Like, right. <laughs> how do you build apps in that world? You don't. And so like, yes. our, we take so many of these things for granted, uh, but in, in pulling communication into this space, I think it's kind of the final unlock yes. uh, to be able to get this whole space to be more social, to get so much of our activity back over into these decentralized and permissionless and composable versions yes. Uh, and it's going to be better. Yeah, you know? I can't wait. Uh, honestly, it's like I, I can't wait to be able to get trusted messages uh, from uh, people that I want to get them from. I mean, you know, with, with the, the brutal news, you know, with with oh, Kevin, man. with Kevin, uh, you know, getting fish yesterday and yeah. and, you know, the story after story of this where it's just hard to tell who's messaging you. And even if you triple check it um, and then you can make a mistake. So yep. I just can't wait for, Hey, here's the one trusted place to, that we're going to message you from. And that's totally. it, you know, totally. so I think that's exciting. So we got a good question from crypto bite in the audience. Mm -hmm. And they said, why wouldn't discord build this XMTB into their current infrastructure? The most powerful thing about this protocol is actually knowing who you were talking to based on their ETH address. Yeah. I mean, first off, they could build XMTP into Discord. So if you think of Discord like a front end, they mm. could use uh, the protocols of front end. Now, uh, they could build, say, wallet connection uh, and act as though you're messaging from that address. But at the end of the day, it's just a loose connection. You're not actually using, right. say, your keys or cryptographic proof that those messages are being sent. You're just trusting Discord. It's just passing the trust along. And that's that's what we're getting away from, right? Yeah, that's we what we're trying that. to, uh, to find a different path out of. So I like it. Um, so uh, ICOB says bullish on Web3 decentralized messaging. Our messages are data. Um, so how do you, so say that, uh, just explain the UX or the UI that yeah. typically is, is, is done here. Cause like you don't want to get messages from uh, anybody. So do you have to approve messages? How does that happen? Yeah, right now, uh, if you're on, Lenster, you're going to be able to see messages being filtered by, say, who you follow, but it is permissionless right now. And so that means that you can just get messages in from uh, from whomever. Uh, the, the consent piece of this is something I'm particularly concerned about. It's like, how do we make it more easy to manage your inbox and know who's messaging you and know that they're authentic and things like that. But also because this is a lightweight protocol uh, and it's composable. Any front end you build on top of this can have all of that intelligence in there. You can just build a, a special kind of XMTP inbox software that mm. is going to be uh, mindful of protecting you or uh, it's going to filter out certain kinds of communications that are not ones that you particularly want. And so, right. so for instance, like, could you, uh, could you say, I only want to see uh, messages so say I hold a Moonbird, right? And mm -hmm. I and I say, you know, I, I really only want to um, receive messages from the Moonbirds if I have a Moonbird in my wallet. Yep, yep. Great. That exact kind of use case could could definitely be done. I would okay. love to see more of that move to the protocol level, meaning that there's 
the, the, the messages doesn't even pass along to you. Um, yeah, right now, it's it. more like filtering, but the filtering can be extremely powerful and help you as a user. I would just love to see this go a step further. Uh, where so just, you can't. The, it doesn't even, yeah, exactly. Where yeah. you're just, hey, you, you, you can't even push this along. Correct. Yeah. So that would, that would be good because it would move into that more of permissionless uh, world where it's like you either can or can't do this based off of uh, the asset you hold, um, which is- a It's kinda... all about you having the control. That's the thing. It's like, I, I don't, in today's day and age, like it's Gmail and the Google, uh, say, spam yeah. filter that's deciding what comes in and out. They play gatekeeper. Yeah. I would love to move it to a world where, you know, your keys, your conversations, you're the one it. that plays gatekeeper. You're the one that uh, is able to move these messages. And if you're using a app or interface that you don't like uh, that, Hey, I, I don't like what this is doing with my messages. I don't like how it's being filtered. Cool. Move over to another one. And yes. one that's going to be more in line with what is going to fit for you. I like it. Um, uh, Worldy.eth uh, had an interesting comment. They said, which is what we're, what we're discussing right now. They said, how are we going to deal with notification and messaging fatigue? We really should be talking more about curation and prioritization as a core USP uh, of Web3 because having a wallet-to-wallet messaging is right for spam. Let's focus on signal to noise and not just create more noise, which, which is what we're talking about. Let's, let's uh, you know, hopefully see some of this at the protocol where uh, y- you, know, you just can't even get messages unless... Oh, uh, you own certain totally. Assets, so well, let's like let's it. start with this. It there is no signal, there is no noise today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Without a protocol <laughs> like this, we got to start somewhere. True. Uh, but a lot of what we're what we're trying to do is going to be to make it possible for developers to focus on that that signal part. Uh, yep. So being able to just have a look at the inbox and and know what to uh, what to filter in and filter out. Love it. Um, well, let's uh, let's quickly go back to um the crowd um i'll go to, to you clemente one second we've got some fun comments still coming in on your favorite movies y'all uh press says my favorite movies of all time are the lord of the rings trilogy my family and i used to line up to see them on opening day in theaters and i have countless memories of watching them with my brother on repeat after they came out in dvd also austin powers um, press wouldn't it be cool if you got po apps to prove that you uh, were at those uh opening day um, I would have got one for Star Wars because I was there uh, for opening day of uh, Return of the Jedi. That's, that's I would be proud of that. Um, Chrissy said, The Little Mermaid. I literally watched it so much that my brother destroyed the videotape and hit it. Yes, I said videotape. Um, I, I, I actually love The Little Mermaid. You all know I have three sisters. I love rom-coms. I love anything Disney. Let's go. Clemente, um, I see your hand. Hello. Yeah, Matt, thank, thanks so much for being here because this is like the gears are turning for, for me and and having you spend time to kind of cover this and go in depth it was I, th- I hope really valuable for everyone else because for for me like I'm thinking man how cool would it be if if we could we have an announcement or something that we want to let people know about and we could DM everyone that holds Expo app from whatever show that we did totally right? um, Matt I'm I'm curious about about the the bullish nature of it all like it, I think it's hard for builders sometimes to manage being really excited about the future of something versus going back and going and knowing where you're at and moving forward. So I'm I'm curious, like how do you balance that behind like not getting too excited and thinking massively, but staying disciplined in in the day to day and going, okay, we need to build X, Y, and Z first in order to take a step in that direction. Well, I will say that I 
personally, I'm someone that I was like always out there trying to think about the future and, and be way, way out in front and try to think, okay, what are all the things that are going to happen as a result of like this particular thing getting done? Uh, but to tie it back to today is, is critical because you can't just like incept something and all of a sudden it exists. You really have to do the hard work. Uh, and the heavy lifting of getting something off the ground. There's plenty about the the protocol today that I think is like, it's fine, but I want to see it uh, be improved. It takes time. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes uh, implementation. Really what it is, is like, is how we think about it. Start small, uh, make things simple, break it down as, as best as possible. Uh, you know, and every time you find yourself, you know, having a hard time explaining something to somebody else, well, it's probably... A little too complex and and i have uh you know good foils in my team where it's just like hey i'm tossing out some crazy ideas like okay that's great but like let's let's get to the 10 percent of that how would we just being able to get off the starting line with something in our Amen. case uh you know being able to start really simply and and seed the community with just like bare minimum ideas uh being able to go and and look at some of the examples of what's already been built uh, just being able to see little bits and examples is going to get somebody off the ground. Just to start, like get that yeah. little bit of a seed going. Um, it, it's just so important. And then go from there. I mean, I, I think the foundational work, uh, like you said, is grindy and, and can be boring and behind the scenes, but it unlocks uh, all the innovation. I mean, if we just look at all the work that the Ethereum team had to do to build out oh, the man. blockchain, Right. And now we're all benefiting. Right. And there was just years and years of grinding and, and, and FUD and up and down and, and totally. even, even doubt that, that any of this was going to work. So I see, you know, teams like yours working on XMTP and others who are building these foundational non-sexy uh, protocols uh, is going to unlock so much. So I'm glad you're here. Also glad that your favorite movie growing up was a never ending story. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, it was a hundred percent my face. Probably still my favorite movie uh, at this point. <laughs> I, I freaking it's, love that thing. It's so good. I mean, like, and I remember, like, you know, the the love story was just so perfect, and it's like unlocks all your like the dreams you have as a kid of like being this hero, and it's just oh my god. Well, and uh, also the sort of like you know kid that gets bullied and then right. you know becomes like just like there's so many stories all all wrapped up into there, okay. and just like. Oh, uh, the right amount of eighties camp and oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. So it, y'all listening, your assignment is watch the never ending story. Um, it, it's, it's, it'll, it'll change your life <laughs> or not. We'll see. Um, I want to, <laughs> I want to call it some fun folks that are listening from, from not the office. Uh, we've got Randy, uh, who said, uh, hopefully he said joining a bit late. This is my office today. And it's a picture of a building site. I love it. So actually literally building stuff. It looks like maybe a house or a, a, an office building. It's awesome. Uh, I love that all of you daily dosers listen from everywhere, like cars, offices, uh, you know, uh, doctors. I know we have, I met I'm, one of our friends is a doctor in the audience, so it's all good. But Matt, thanks for being here. Um, appreciate Super you. Super glad to be here. And uh, if you'd stick, feel free to stick around. We're going to transition to the next um, subject. Yeah, happy but, to. I, I appreciate your expertise. No um, question. Cool. So uh, we're going to uh, move on to the discussion topic, which is all about layer twos. Um, so if, if you, anyone in the audience is a real expert, uh, really bullish, really bearish, just really passionate about uh, layer twos and alt L1s, you know, please request um, and uh, get ready to share your knowledge. Um, we're going to start uh, bringing up some folks 
Um, also fun to see uh, even more friends joining us in the audience. Uh, Jimmy, good to have you back. Lucrece, uh, one of my uh, favorite artists is here. Gossamer, nice to see you. Jamie, just a bunch of friends in the audience. Appreciate y'all being here. Um, so let's, uh, let's do a little uh, nerd alert. That's exactly why I had my hand up, Ryan, as I was going to suggest you do a nerd alert. But do it. <laughs> Boom. It's time for the nerd alert. The voice read my mind. So the nerd alert today is layer one and layer two. So let's break it down a little bit and we're going to dive deep into this. Uh, layer one is the term that's used to describe the underlying main blockchain architecture. Uh, and some examples of L1s, uh, you know, layer one is often, often shortened to L1, is Ethereum, Solana, Flow, Cardano. Those are just some of those examples of layer ones. Uh, layer two, on the other hand, is an overlay network that lies on top of the underlying blockchain and helps scale the blockchain. So examples of L2s, uh, or, or side chains, as some of them are, or Polygon, Optimism, Arbitrum. So we're going to talk about what are these things, how do they work. Um, the 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 reason why L2s exist is because there's a trilemma problem uh, with the blockchain, uh, where uh, fast, cheap, and secure um, uh, are 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 what you're trying to aim for, but you can't have all three. Um, so you can have fast and cheap, but you can't have secure. Um, uh, you know, you have to pick two and uh, L2s help solve that problem. So you have uh, a, a classic example is Ethereum. Ethereum is very secure, right? It's decentralized. Um, it's immutable. Um, no one controls it. So it's absolutely secure, um, uh, but it's not fast, right? So so how do you get the security of Ethereum uh, while also getting uh, fast and cheap? And that's where a polygon comes in, uh, for instance, or an arbitrum and allows you uh, to do those things. But here's, here's well, what everyone might say, well, okay, why aren't we all using L2s? I don't understand. And the reason why right now is primarily a user experience problem. Um, so uh, we, we were actually discussing this on the call while we're, excuse me, preparing for the show. And Gigi pointed out, and I agreed, you can actually get sort of stuck on an L2 once you're there because you don't can't really get off. So example, if you want to use uh, Polygon, for instance, um, you actually have to take your ETH from Ethereum and then bridge it over to the Polygon network. And then you have ETH on Polygon, right? Um, which is, is uh, and then getting it back and forth is confusing a little bit hard. So if you wanted to buy an NFT on Polygon, it, it requires like quite a few clicks and you have to move ETH around and it's just not straightforward. Um, so we have a, a user experience problem. So that's where we're kind of digging into L1s, L2s. What does it mean? What, where are we going? And here's why. Um, I think we saw a lot of interesting news today, right? So we saw that Doodles, it, Doodles 2 is releasing on Flow, right? Which is an L1. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dedicated, centrally owned L1. Like that's interesting. Um, uh, little Pudgies are going cross-chain. So you'll be able to send your uh, little pudgy to Arbitrum, for instance, Polygon, BNB. Um, so we're seeing a lot of L1, L2 action happening. Um, we're also seeing a lot of uh, choices about investment, right? So people are also saying, well, I'm bullish on uh, Ethereum, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy Ether and hold it, or I'm bullish 
on Polygon. So I'm going to buy Matic, which is their local token, or I'm really bullish on Solana and an and L1. So I'm going to buy Sol. So we're going to have two discussions today. Uh, and I'm excited to dig into it. And I think this is a good chance to, to make sure we're all educated on the topic. Um, Clemente just posted and pinned uh, the question, have you used an L2 before? If so, what was your experience like? So I would love to hear from everybody in the audience um, about your experiences with L2s. Uh, let's, do, um, let's do both a, a roll call and uh, uh, and a emoji um, uh, poll all at the same time. So if you've used an L2 before, give me a thumbs up. If you've not used an L2 before, give me a thumbs down. So everyone that's here, uh, please respond either thumbs up, you've used an L2 or thumbs down, you haven't. And we'll we'll use this as both a poll and a roll call. We're testing roll calls for POAP integration later. Uh, we're not using it today, don't worry. But we're just kind of getting used to it. So thumbs up. We're seeing a lot of thumbs up. Uh, people who use L2s, Kenny, Lucky. Uh, if you don't, if you've never used an L2, give me a thumbs down. Uh, Jonathan Colon has used L2s, ATK15. Um, Barbie, if you haven't used L2s, give me a thumbs down. Chrissy hasn't used one before, which is totally fine. Emmett, understand, hasn't used an L2. Okay, interesting to see. Um, got a, more people that have used L2s than I would have thought, honestly. Um, so let's get going on this uh, on this discussion. Um, and the question is this. What will be the best way to onboard our friends in the next 12 months? Are they going to be buying a Doodles 2, for instance, on Flow? Uh, are they going to be buying a Solana NFT? Are they going to be staying on ETH? And if, for example, they buy a Doodles 2 on Flow, will, they, will, will value eventually accrue uh, to the Genesis collection, which is on Ethereum? Um, so let's let's tackle this. How do we think our friends uh, who, who are not into NFTs yet, what's their experience going to be over the next 12 months with L1s and L2s? Uh, let's go to Hans. Uh, Shiv, go ahead. Good morning, Ryan. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, I'm glad. GM. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that we're shedding more light on this topic because it's not talked about enough. You know, L2 um, solutions. Um, when I joined crypto before I got into NFTs, so I've played around with a lot of different blockchains and coins and you name it, and I've had quite the experience with Polygon, and I think Polygon and Layer Two solutions will be one of the biggest factors when adopting mainstream audience into the Web three space. I mean last year and like just the peak bull run gas prices were insane you're paying 0.5 to an eth for a single transaction not everyone has money like yeah, that that was crazy it was crazy um i've had so many failed transactions i've lost money due to it um and when you're talking about people who have never been in the space before coming into it they don't understand how great works they don't understand how gas works um you know you want to make it as simple and streamlined as possible so having these layer two solutions where transactions are fast, seamless, and very affordable, that's one of the greatest ways to bring people in. And now we're seeing more projects adopt layer two solutions, you know, Utes moving on to Polygon. And I'm sure that trend is going to increase over time. So if we're talking mm. about... But, but my, question, my question to you is that. So, so, and I agree with you, L2s make total sense. Like, yes, we, we, we want to be on L2s if we can. But what do you think the onboarding is going to be like? For, for new folks because it let's be blunt it's hard it is truly hard and uh, i mean i think that comes down to the user experience so this year hopefully these layer two solutions really work on the layer two sorry the user experience and i guess the educational factor 
um, for people on boarding. Sorry, I just pulled out my headphones one second. <laughs> no worries. I'm back. <laughs> I get all excited, y'all, and I wave my hands around and I, I pulled the cord out of my, my headphones. Um, sorry about that. So, Shiv, I missed probably the last couple seconds. Yeah, no worries. No Apologies. worries. It, it's something that you actually um, touched upon. It's the user experience and that lack of education that's not spoken about enough. So, if we really push yeah. that narrative, we'll, we'll see a lot more people enter the space. Absolutely. So I actually heard Frank talking about what, what, what's the plans with Utes uh, being on Polygon. And he said that they're working on a one-click bridge experience uh, through the Phantom Wallet, which I thought was interesting and great. Like if if that gets solved, that means, uh, and Phantom was a, a Solana wallet, but now uh, it's, I don't know if it's happened yet. We probably have some Phantom experts in the crowd, but um, I believe you can now use it on multiple chains. And so the idea of, cool, I could literally one-click uh, you know, uh, buy a Ute or or uh, you know, sell a Ute uh, through uh, uh, um, on Polygon through my uh, Phantom Wallet. That'd be great. So UX UI, I think I think it's going to be a problem, and it's got to be figured out uh, before mass adoption. Um, seeing some uh, comments from you all in the crowd, uh, Shabrina says bridging is annoying. I don't like the experience. <laughs> I think a lot of people uh, agree. Um, so well, let's do let's do a little nerd alert. It is time for the Nerd Alert. Love it. Thanks. Um, so what is bridging? Um, so bridging, what you do, so you say that you're on Ethereum, you're used to Ethereum, you use MetaMask. Uh, so you sign into your wallet, um, and then you what you do is you go to a bridge site. So say that you're trying to get ETH to Polygon. Um, so Polygon has a website you go to. Obviously, you need to make sure it's the right website and triple, triple, triple check it. And then you connect to that site uh, and and you connect. Now, what's if, you ha- if you've never done this before, when you connect to MetaMask, what you can see is you can actually choose uh, the network that you're connecting to at the top of, of MetaMask. It's by default, it's Ethereum, but you can actually click a dropdown and choose, right? Um, and so what you do is... Uh, you connect to Ethereum and then you initiate a transfer uh, over to Polygon, uh, which is what a bridge is. So you're actually bridging between uh, these networks. Um, and then you connect to Polygon uh, uh, on uh, MetaMask and then you can interact uh, on Polygon. So it's kind of, you have to go back and forth, which is kind of the trouble right now. It's confusing and it does take a little time. For instance, if you're on Optimism, uh, which is an optimistic roll-up, then it can take you know days to actually move things back and forth. So um, we're we're a little ways from from all this being super easy to use. Um, the poll results are interesting already. So Clemente asks, "Have you used an L2 before?" And eighty almost eighty two percent of you said yes, and when that's with two hundred eighty nine votes, um, which is awesome. I guess we have a we have kind of a technical crowd here, but for those of you the eighteen percent that said no. Uh, I'm glad we're learning about it here, and I, I would encourage you to start playing around with some of this stuff. Let's keep going to hands. Uh, Crypto Jesus, welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, first, I'd like to say there is a difference between layer twos and sidechains. Polygon is a sidechain, but Arbitrum, Optimism, ZK Sync, Polygon, ZK are all layer twos. Uh, and the difference between an, a layer two and a sidechain is a layer two, as you were talking about before, 
uh, Ryan is on top of the underlying blockchain and therefore it inherits the security layer of the underlying blockchain. But a side chain is not a smart contract on top of the blockchain. A side chain is like a fork. So what Polygon did is they basically forked the Ethereum blockchain, but added in some of the up, like upgrades Ethereum always dreamed of having in the future that are just going to take years to integrate because they're always so, already so de decentralized. Uh, and that's the difference between the two of those. But uh, I'd just like to say... Uh, Thanks for calling that out. I, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, of course. No problem. But uh, back to like the decentralization topic, I think a lot of people assume that decentralization equals not user-friendly. Uh, but the reality of it is the reason why it takes 14 button presses to swap on Uniswap today is not because of limitations caused by Uniswap, but because of limitations caused by browser-based wallets like MetaMask or Coinbase Wallet. And one of the really cool things some layer twos are doing, like um, I know for sure uh, Starkware is doing this, is they're integrating account abstraction into the execution layer of their layer two. And this is something Ethereum dreams of doing. You know, this is step number five in the Ethereum upgrade. Step number one was proof of stake. So it's gonna take a while to get there. But by integrating account abstraction, you can just create a, a much more user-friendly and seamless user experience. Oh, wow. Uh, you, yeah, when, you, when, you when, have... do you, I, when do you predict that that will be shipped or do we have any clue? Uh, that's a really good question. So Starkware is doing a conference in Israel, I think this week or coming up. So we'll hear a lot more about it then. But what I'm really excited to see is Polygon ZK roll up. So Polygon themselves have kind of acknowledged that Layer 2 is the future. And they acquired Hermes just over a year ago, which they rebranded into their Polygon ZK. So I'm really excited to see what they do there and what the bridging looks like between Polygon Mainnet and Polygon ZK. Because I think Exciting. a lot of people are going to want to be on ZK roll ups in the future. Love it. Thanks, Crypto Jesus. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. We're talking uh, tech talk on uh, L2s, L1 sidechains. I love it. Um, I believe we have a, a message from the future. Radio transmission. Oh, I'm getting real worried. I might be stuck here forever. I'm sending out all these messages, but are you Daily Dosers even hearing me? Oh, what am I saying? Of course you are. If I know the Daily Dosers, they're working night and day to bring me back. Help me, Daily Dosers. You're my only hope. I love it. She, uh, our, our Daily Dose in the future is obviously a fan of Star Wars. <laughs> That's so awesome. Uh, thank you, Voice, for, uh, for channeling that transmission from the future. Um, uh, right now, we're trying to save a Daily Doser that's been sent in the future. If you knew the show... Uh, every day we're receiving a transmission on the Daily Dose account. So there's a clue that was just sent from the future. It can only last 60 minutes uh, because of the the structural problems we have with our connection to the future. Uh, so make sure to grab that clue, try to figure out the word for today, and uh, we need to save our Daily Doser. Um, there is a it's, there's a whole Twitter space. Uh, by Puke Rainbow after the show called Daily Dose Detectives, and it is so much fun. So if if you're trying to solve these clues, make sure to join that that Twitter space. It's a blast. Um, so have fun. Try to solve the clues. There's 12 clues total, and uh, at the end, um, you all get to submit your answers. And uh, if you attended the shows and got the answer right, then uh, you go into a a, a random draw. And we're going to pick one winner to unlock a guaranteed allow list to the project. Um, so have fun, um, 
it, it's great to see y'all collaborating and, and trying to save the daily doser. Um, all right, let's get back to the show. Um, so we're discussing L1s, L2s, and uh, and trying to figure out, you know, what's it going to be like to onboard our friends over the next 12 months? Uh, so let's keep going to hands. Uh, next up, we've got Mike Elf. Hello. GM, GM, thank you for bringing me up. I, every time I try to come up, I get rugged. So thanks for to Clemente or to you to bring me back up here uh, when I just got rugged before. So interestingly enough, I really like the explanation on L2 and sidechain. I knew that, but I had forgotten that. Um, I think, you know, in the future, I was lucky enough, and I actually have to thank you, Ryan, for the Starbucks Odyssey, because I was listening to your show when they opened that up and you were like, sign up. So I signed up right away and I got in last month. Nice. I know. <laughs> so thank you. And I got the holiday NFT, which is worth $800. Someone just sold, bought one today for eight. Oh my God. So, You're welcome. So, yeah, no you, problem. Send, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll give you half. But, but I think it's going to look like that it's going to look like starbucks it's going to look like mcdonald's or whatever and people aren't even going to know it's been said before you know it's going to be just part of life and we're going to not even realize we're doing it on another chain now i will say this after yesterday with kevin rose which is awful it's got to be easier but it also has to be safer and i don't exactly know what that looks like thanks yeah, gosh. No, thanks, Mike. And I'm happy that you got your 800 bucks. That's fun. <laughs> I, I should have taken my own advice. It's like I me- I keep meaning to sign up and I just haven't. And watching that Starbucks. floor price on that thing ride. $100 <laughs> to now $800. Boom. Boom. Well, uh, happy to help. <laughs> um, so I, I think you're right. There's something to this ease of onboard that is really key. This I, I've said this over and over again. This is why POAP is so great. I mean, you, you don't have to know anything you just have to download the app you have to click mint and boom you're you're onboarded now you're not actually on a blockchain right um until you put in your ethereum address and then uh you know those pops are minted to gnosis you know which is interesting um so i hear you and i guarantee you probably like 99 percent of people don't even know that pops are on gnosis and it doesn't really matter uh, just like hopefully nobody knows or cares that doodles is on flow <laughs> so uh, now I am, I love decentralization. I believe in it, but I also am a realist. Like, you know what? We're going to have web 2.1 here for a while. Uh, and that's just fine with me. Um, so I hear you on that. We, before the the show, uh, you all know that we put a lot of effort to this show. We plan it. We we have uh, two meetings a day about the show to plan and prep. And in one of those meetings, uh, uh, Restivo uh, was saying that, you know, he's feeling just kind of exhaustion around security and this feeling of like, you know what, I'm close to actually just being happy to let Coinbase, you know, uh, custody my wallet because this is stressful as hell. Um, So there is kind of this interesting uh, conversation we're having around security and blockchains and and centralized versus decentralized. So uh, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Um, Let's keep going to hands. Uh, Next up, we've got, I think, uh, CryptoByte, right? Welcome. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. Excited to be uh, part of the Daily Dose show today. Um, so I definitely have some thoughts on this. I, I think the way I look at this is we have to look at where the audience is and who can pull the audience. And then the other part of this is who can get funded to build that better user experience. So what I mean by that is if we look at Nike and we look at Instagram and we look at Starbucks, these are examples. And I'm actually watching, I think, NBS, Nike Virtual Studios and also where Instagram is headed with this and, and how and, and where this partnership goes. 
Because what a lot of people don't realize is when there's a bad experience, if a big guy that has money is able to help fund make the experience better, essentially their team goes, okay, look, takes 20 clicks today, not going to work. And then the partner comes back and says, well, it's really hard to do this. And then they say, well, how much will it cost to make this happen? Because we need to fix this. No, I'm yep. serious. Like, yeah, I mean, just that, put, put money towards it and then solve the UX problem. Absolutely. And, and not just the UX problem, but even solving maybe some of the MetaMask, um, you know, operation underneath. Like, let's say Nike Virtual Studios, um, you know, as they work through this, they recognize, oh, man, there's definitely some hiccups here. Um, you 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 better believe it that they can reach out to anyone you know on the metamask side and be like hey uh, guys we need to fix this part here's what the flow looks like totally um you know let's do that so i think that that's where my eyes are both on nike virtual studios and to see where instagram is pushing this and i think yep. we if we already look at what dot swoosh has done there's already examples of how they're educating and pushing and trying to make this experience seamless. So 100%. I think that's where this all comes from. Yeah, and that, oh. I, I agree with you. That's like where it, this is Web 2.1 for a while, y'all. Everything in the world happens through relationships, right? And if, yeah, if you're Nike and you have, have relationships that open up meetings at, at Consensus and MetaMask, like you're going to be able to get things done. Um, it, this is again where I, I keep going back to POAP. Like what's so great about it, it is the onboarding. It's super centralized. I mean, when you mint a POAP and, until you put your Ethereum address in, it's in a centralized database. It's not, it's not decentralized at all. And, and that's fine to onboard people that way. I just, I, I'm really a fan of that. Um, so uh, a lot of thoughts there. Y'all, well, oh my goodness, we're almost out of time. Uh, this is, the show has flown by today. Um, really, really love hearing everyone's thoughts uh, around, you know, decentralized protocols like XMTP and then zooming into, well, all right, let's talk about L1s and L2s and, what they mean and and where are we going with this um so unfortunately we're gonna run out of time uh in fact we're out of time so uh deep Angster, sorry uh Jalazo, we will try to get to you another day um but we want to keep everybody on schedule you all have stuff to do um so uh thanks everyone for 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 dropping by um thanks for sharing your favorite movies uh i, I will finish up with karima's which says she says i was in love with holes movie i can't remember how many times i've watched it <laughs> <laughs> apparently it's from disney uh, i can't vouch for the, the quality of that one um so uh thanks everybody clemente thanks for all your hard work uh gg john behind the scenes uh matt thanks for stopping by mintify yeah, lucky trader yeah couldn't couldn't do this out without you all and the voice thanks for helping out you're always fab um everyone i hope you have a wonderful day we've got another show tomorrow um uh, clemente i'll hand it over to you yeah, and don't forget, uh, so we're going to have Pocket Universe joining us tomorrow. Uh, don't forget that the show is on Spotify. The link is up top. It's one of the first tweets that was pinned. And Daily Dose India is having a meetup on the 29th. I uh, just pinned the details up top. And then uh, you can also join if, if, you're, if you want to be an investigator, a detective for the next uh, 30 minutes or so. Puke Rainbow, our very own uh, Daily Dose Asia host, is also having a space right after this that I will pin uh i'm gonna take us away with some some phil collins let's do it